We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. I'm Steve Peretch, joined weekly by Dusty Evely, Sarah Kelleher. What's up, Model UN? How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. I'm excited to be back. I missed doing this last week. I felt like a part of my week was missing or something wasn't right, and it was definitely because I wasn't chatting with you guys, so it's it's for sure good to be back. Dusty, what's going on? What movie are you watching tonight to, to you know not fully pay attention to us? Oh, man, I'm watching The Descent. If you've seen The Descent, it's incredible. It's, of course uh, not. Why would I ever have seen that stupid Neil, movie? Like, come on. Neil, it's a Neil Marshall movie where a whole bunch of girls go down to a cave and there may or may not be cave monsters. Spoiler alert, there's cave monsters. It's terrifying and amazing. Like one of the best horror movies of the past, I don't know, 20-ish years probably. I don't know. It's incredible. All right. As long as it's not a, a clown in a cave, I think I'd be all right with that. Well, one of these cave monsters are kind of like these these slimy looking creatures. One of them kind of looks like you. Which is like, <laughs> it's I don't know what screen I'm looking at, Steve. So it's weird, man. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but I am flipping Dusty <laughs> off right now <laughs> because he's so funny. Oh, so man. funny. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, so we're finally back together. Uh, we actually got some Packers news to talk about. Big trade today. Well, I don't know if I big trade, but uh, Trevor Davis is no longer with the Packers. He's been shipped no. off to Oakland for a sixth round pick. Uh, at least that's what's been reported so far. What do you guys, your immediate thoughts? What, what do you think? How does it affect the Packers right away? 
it breaks my whole entire heart. Oh my god, my again! Whole like, entire heart. Come on, man! It's a football team. Like you, they can move on. They can have transactions. Mike Daniels going. I'm so sad. Like, I dude. wonder what it's like not to have emotions other than just pure unadulterated and anger fear, and hate. Steve, and what is it like to live clowns. that way? And fear of clowns. Mm. Just a weird life you lead. I mean, honestly, so Trevor Davis, I've, I've been a huge fan of for forever, and I thought he was finally getting his shot. And with uh, the LaFleur offense, I thought he had a really, really, really good spot picked out for him. Uh, you know, he's kind of that, that small, shifty speed guy. They, they've run so much of that kind of jet sweep fake looks. Uh, run stuff maybe late to the flat with the receiver. So much misdirection kind of built on kind of a speedy, shifty receiver. And I thought Davis just fit perfectly into that. As we saw this past week when they decided instead to put Geronimo Allison in that role, and Geronimo Allison runs like a six five forty or something. <laughs> they can't make anyone miss. And so they throw him the ball in space, and he's like, oh, okay. And the defense doesn't have to react when he's running because, like, what's well, Trevor Davis or Geronimo Allison? He's slow. And they just converge on him late, and he still picks up like two and a half yards miserable that's the worst possible way to use Geronimo Allison and one of the best possible ways to use Trevor Davis so based on like how I thought he was going to break out and the fact that I think he fits really well in this offense um I hate it I I I, there's no information that's come out about why this has happened um obviously you know Allison was getting those snaps maybe for a reason maybe they didn't trust Trevor Davis or maybe there's something else going on I have zero idea uh, but I think just his skill set and what the floor is trying to do, I thought fit perfectly. And it just, it kills me that it didn't work out because I thought that could have been just yeah, a lethal Yeah, my initial reaction, I was kind of shocked to see that happen. I thought if he was going to leave or if they were going to try to get rid of him, it would have been really before the season started. So again, the timing was a little interesting, but whatever. I thought the same thing too. In the preseason game that he played in, he looked really strong in the offense. He performed really well. And I know a lot of us were excited about what we saw and the potential there that, that could then kind of flow into the season. So when I initially saw he was traded, I was a little confused. I mean, like you said, we saw that Geronimo was getting the snaps instead, but I was kind of surprised just based on how he performed in that preseason game and then how strong he is on special teams as well, or can be. So it was just a little weird. I get maybe why they did it, but I always liked him. I was a fan and I kind of like you, Justy, I was like, oh, hopefully he gets a shot. And it just kind of seemed like he ran out of chances. He kept getting a chance and he would get hurt or something else would happen. So I think it's unfortunate, but I do wish him the best of luck and what's next for him for sure. Yeah. I, I kind of mm-hmm. wonder if this is an opening for Darius Shepard. Uh, like I kind of wonder if that was kind of he might because that was kind of the, the the thought that he could step step into that role. So I wonder if you hate to put too much on kind of a, a rookie receiver like that, but I wonder if that's part of the thought process. Maybe he's coming along better than they thought or something. I'm not sure. Well, I think that that was part of it. I think the claiming of Tremont's is it Tremont Tremont uh, Tremont Smith from the Chiefs, who is a very talented kick returner, punt returner, and the fact that. His punt returns, uh, Davis's tr- punt returns during the Minnesota game, they weren't great. Like, there's one he should have called a fair catch on and got blown his ass up, like, for real. Like, he, uh, like the fact that he held on to the ball was pretty amazing. And then he got flagged for the fair catch and then initiating a block, which, by the way, the NFL is just dumb in some levels. Like, really, you, you can't call a fair catch and then touch somebody. 
Apparently, get, that's a flash. I, I get it, though. Like, that one I oh, get. Because, on. Of well, course you because, do. Of well, course you do. Well, what's going to happen, though? I mean, the reason that that's in place is because if you call a fair catch, like, what happens is the defense or the, the special teams coverage has to kind of, you know, peel off. They let up a little bit. Well, suddenly now you got, like and, – and what Trevor Davis did was not much, but you get, like, the the – special teams kind of letting up a little bit. And then suddenly the guy they called a fair catch, you're kind of looking at it. I can't touch this guy just blows someone up right in their face. Like I, the thought process I get, it's one of those, like, it's weird. There's a gray area in some calls and there's no gray area. in other ones. this is when there's not really a gray area in. And so Trevor Davis didn't blow him up, but he did block and then initiate it. Like I, I get that just cause that can be very, very dangerous. If someone just blows someone up. Oh. <laughs> Somebody really liked your point at Sarah's house, Dustin. Yeah, That's I, know. Really, <laughs> I know. There, we actually have cheerleaders now, which is outstanding. I'm digging it. I'm digging it. Got the peanut gallery. Yeah, you heard him. You heard him. Say it again. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> no, see, but this is the reason why it worked, though, Dusty, was because it happened against my team. So, like, I want the advantage. But if somebody would have done it for the Vikings, I would have been pissed off. That's Okay. Okay. No, so I, that's what, I think that's I that's kind of, that. you know, I want everything my way and that's the only way I want it. I we'll say fair. all that happened on that one. The other thing that gets missed on that one is he called the fair catch at like the 12, let it go. And then that ball got downed at like the one, which yeah. is another just massive mistake. So that's true. Yeah. yeah. And I actually thought like a, there wasn't a review or anything. Like I thought that guy, oh, he got really, really, really close to touching the goal line. Like I, I, I wish I could have had the replay of that because I thought his foot actually – would have been on it, and I thought it should have been a touchback. But that was just a, a quick initial thing. Packers actually grabbed somebody for their pack for their practice <laughs> squad as well. Holy crap, I can't talk. <laughs> Keon Hatcher, a wide receiver, is now on the practice squad. And if you like Raz buckle scores, up. Up. you're not going to like Keon Hatcher. Uh, yeah, he's in the reds and he has a score in the twos. So at least he's on the practice squad. He's not on the 53. Look, if, if they think he's good enough to bring in, like, I don't have a problem. I don't really, honestly, I don't really care who you bring on the practice squad. It's something, it's not something we kind of want to note, but I mean, do you guys have anything on Keon Hatcher or? No, I mean, the only thing is, and Steve, we were talking about this. We both watch, I think, like the same highlight videos. I watched, uh, like, we watched like a college one just because I didn't know a ton about him. Uh, it's like, oh, that guy looks, he looks fine. Um, like, he looks fast ish. Like, he did strike me as slow. And then you look at that 40 time with like 4.64, like, oh my goodness, what is this? Yeah. It's a, it's a bizarre, like I said, maybe, probably just a camp. It's, it's, it's a body for the practice squad. Maybe something shakes, maybe it doesn't. It's just someone for the practice squad, but it was, it, <laughs> Yeah, the forty time combined with the Raz score, it's a it's it's a puzzling uh, puzzling signing, I think. But yeah, I was just it was it was intriguing because uh, you watched his highlights, and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I saw it was some preseason stuff with the Raiders that I saw, and a couple touchdown catches, and somebody tried to tackle him, and he he realized his butt didn't actually hit the ground, so he actually got right back up and ran for a touchdown. Like it was kind of a couple of these, like oh, okay. But again, preseason. Same kind of stuff with Trevor Davis of he's never flashed regular season. So the, the, the preseason stuff doesn't really like, okay, whatever. It's a practice squad guy. It is what it is. Yeah. So, all right. So Packers, we're talking the home game versus the Broncos. We now have the Packers defense versus the Broncos offense that we're going to kind of break down a little bit and talk a little bit about what we think we're, we're going to see. 
I think Joe Flacco's going to get his ass kicked. Same. That's what I think I'm going to see. That's what I'm going to see. That's what I want to see. I want Zadarius Smith like right on top of him and then Preston Smith like doing his, you know, jump hug and also like they've got handshakes. Oh, man. I like, love them. I just. They did. Sarah, I wonder if you could do this for us um, this, this week because I think, and I don't remember seeing anything about this, that the Smiths produced some third down hype videos that we played in the stadium. Oh, I heard Lefty. that. I did hear that, but yeah. I didn't see anything about it. I'm curious how they are. I'll keep because I think they were going to be playing them like before third day, third down. Yeah. So I'm very curious. I love that duo. I mean, I know everyone does, and everyone's been talking about it on social media. But I cannot stress enough how much I love them. Not even because they're super good and they bring so much to our defense, but I think their personalities and just everything that they bring in the locker room as well is huge. Like the defense seems like they're this big family and that they're just having so much fun. And I think those two are are like a key center point in that. So I've like really enjoyed them being on the team and I love how they do the joint interviews together after. I just think they're really amazing. I'm looking forward to um, watching Manny Sanders versus whoever the Packers decide to put him put on him. Like that's for me, that's the one thing because Kevin King, that was the one guy I was watching uh, that like Sarah, you didn't. I, I'm sure you. I'm, of course, you listened to the podcast. I know that, but that was the guy that I was <laughs> focusing on from last week. Was I wanted to see Kevin King? I wanted to see him finish what he had started in week one, and I think he really yeah. did. Like he played really well. Uh, big, big interception in the end zone. Um, did that. So I don't know where they're going to put Mandy Sanders. I'm I'm assuming they're going to kind of line him up all over, like kind of Devante, but I, I'm really excited to see like to take take him on if Jair's taking him on like that's the guy you want to shut down yeah. for that Broncos offense and that'll be really exciting I know they've got some pretty good running backs so you know as much as we hate the Vikings Dalvin Cook is a good good running back and he he showed up against the Packers so I'm kind of curious so those for me those are the big things like I want to see who's taking on Manny Sanders and I want to see what they can do against these running backs because they've got Philip Lindsay they've got Royce Freeman like those are guys who can actually do pretty well running so can they kind of corral them I guess is the best way for me to put it yeah no for sure yeah and I think the kind of exciting thing about the Packers defense this year is like you were saying with Sanders, they're going to line him up, kind of rotate him around of who he's going to be matching up against. And I think, let's take last year, for example, it would be, we'd be a little worried if they did that. But now I feel like we have enough guys in the secondary that could cover him and move around and be able to handle him. And so that is kind of exciting. It's like a new thing and something really cool that we can be excited about. So I'm pretty curious about that, too, to see what happens and who kind of locks him down more than the other guy. But I think... I think they'll be able to do it just fine. I mean, that's my that's my hope is I, I kind of feel like the, the Packers defense is what it was a few years ago, like when Dom Capers first showed up. It was a like bend, don't break. But I feel like their takeaway level is way higher yeah. than what it used to be. Um, and their pressure, their pressure rate is way yeah, higher true. than what it used to be is because they're, they're not crazy getting after like, it's not crazy sack numbers. It's not anything like that, but man, the, the last few years of, you don't see any pressure. Like they send four guys and, and whatever quarterback is playing against the Packers just sits in the, sits there 
perfectly <coughs> like not being touched and <laughs> there it is you did say sarah to, to be fair sarah did say she figured when as soon as i was making an eloquent point she was going to cough to screw me up because she's getting sick so good job sarah i appreciate you uh well, we still have to wait though because i thought you said it was during an eloquent point steve Son probably. of a Why? Why does it have probably to be like hasn't this? happened yet? Has it happened yet? I suppose I did. I listened last week, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, Dusty and I, we we were way too like on point with each other. We weren't mean. Like nobody was yelling at each other. It it was a good episode. I just didn't like it. It, it was nice. It was. I feel it was like way too cordial. Even when before, there's two people, it's like very easy to agree with like the other person. Like I know when Steve and I just went on. We were very much on the same page about everything. So I think when you throw in like the trio, that there's the it, it kind of there's like a two v one situation that emerges. And it's normally <laughs> you two versus me. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, and I, of course, I lost my train of thought, so I don't know what I what I was going to say. But now that I'm mad, now I want to jump to uh, what. What LaFleur said earlier today, and I, I need to, uh, we need to talk about this. Because as soon as I read this tweet from Zach Cruz, said LaFleur said he'd like to even out, wait, quote, even out the touches a little bit between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. And to that, Dusty, get that freaking edit, buddy, ed, edit button ready, because I want to say, <laughs> what the f- are you doing? Like, why? Why would you? Like, the touches are perfect. They're absolutely perfect. You have a star in Aaron Jones. You have a complimentary piece in Jamal Williams. You did it right. You did it right. That's the way it should be. Like, what is he thinking? Like, he's thinking that 29 touches is. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. It's too much. No, you're wrong. It was too many rushes, I think. Like, what I would say is. I think we said before, Steve, what have we said before? Uh, 20-ish? Somewhere in the low 20 range, I think, was what we were kind of talking about, targeting. Yeah, but that's when Mike McCarthy was in charge. Listen, listen, I'm I'm trying to get a baseline. Calm down. Just calm. I can't. I can't. You guys have enraged enraged me enough that I'm just, I can't. I can't take it down a notch. Or something. Calm down. Um, Do you think I have a drugstore right here? No, I'm good. Yeah, you do. Uh, I was thinking like, so I think we were kind of thinking low 20s. And what I would say is I think it was uh, this past week was you know, 23 rushes, uh, six targets. To me, I think 29 targets is still high. I think you're targeting somewhere in like the 22 to 26 range, I would think. I just want to see that tend more towards like more towards the passing game. Well, but it's the, again we're lowering that, the touch. We're so lowering he twenty. He had twenty nine, and you're saying lowering, no, no, no. He needs to be more towards the twenty two to twenty six. So almost, you're almost like I'm building to a point. It three too many. Okay, like that. It's I would say you're lowering the touches. We're lowering the touches. Fine. You know what, Steve? No, twenty two. We're saying twenty two <laughs> touches. We're saying seven less. Take that. You're Jack, so dumb. Jack you're out. so dumb. Uh, we're lowering it down, but we're also changing the makeup of that. Instead of instead of predominantly. Uh, rushing where you kind of take that pounding between the tackles and he's a small guy with also a history of injuries you're spreading that out a little more especially with Trevor Davis gone the Packers ran quite a bit of this past week with like that where you got the jet sweep stuff but with Aaron Jones you run the jet sweep with stuff with Aaron Jones you have him more as your receiver they did run a lot of two-back stuff so there was more like Jamal Williams was on the field with Aaron Jones at the same time 
for you know some of those sets anyway. So you utilize Jones, you try to get his skill set in space as opposed to just pounding in between the tackles. So I'm fine with like low 20s touches. You just just 10 more towards the passes, just 10 towards trying to get him in space rather than just handing him the ball. He's very good running the ball, but I think if you want to get him 20 plus touches every game, I just want to see, we'll say 22 touches and we'll say eight, eight to nine of those are targets. That's that's kind of I'm looking at I'm looking at how many he gets I'm reducing slightly and also slightly changing the makeup of those touches. He's still getting his touches. It's just a matter of where he's getting them. Okay. I think he should be getting as many touches as he did the last game. That's all I'm going to say on it. Yeah. I feel as though this is a very touchy subject, but for once I think I'm siding with Steve. More it's than only I because you're, it's, you're terrified of him. It's fine, Sarah. It's cool. <laughs> no, I genuinely, I didn't see the quote until Steve shared it with us before this, and I was a little taken back. I was like, why? He just had a career game, and he played really good. Why? It's almost like, why fix what isn't broke? He did, he did great. Why are we going to try to change it? I do see your rationale, Dusty, but that was just my opinion. My thing is, it's just, we're, we're week two. He got 29 touches in week two with a guy that has had injury issues this past couple seasons. It's fine that he's getting them now, but when it's middle of the season, he's missing a four game stretch. Like that's, that's kind of what I'm looking at. It's that. And also just trying to piss Steve off. Mm. I've got, those are my, those are my two main reasons. I, I fully, fully believe that, but I will tell you like, Aaron Rodgers has been injury prone and they threw the ball 34 times. I don't want like, he's got a, he had a, you know, Steve, broken I, shoulder. Like you can't throw the ball 34 times if he's, he's injury prone. Steve, I, I, I can't get into this with you right now. I cannot <laughs> get into this with you right now. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you said some pretty negative things about Aaron Rodgers on Twitter and, um, There's one, yeah, one, uh, one, one quasi negative <laughs> thing about one play. Yeah. I um, know you hate our quarterback. That's just, yeah. What, what's going on there? Listen, it's this not, is something we need to dive into because not my problem. it's not my problem. You know, if he's, if I don't like him anymore, um, if I think he's terrible, uh, I think he's terrible. That's, that's between me and my God. So. <laughs> yeah. He's a terrible leader. Hates his family. Bad person. <sighs> bad football player. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that was all in the subtext of that, of that one screenshot. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm I'm scrolling through because I want to read it out loud as to what you said so negatively about Aaron Rodgers. I, I made sure I was very careful. I couched that in so much wording, as, so like if people screenshotted that and then like quoted it, that it wouldn't mm. be like this guy hates Aaron Rodgers. I ba- like it was. I made sure that the original tweet was like, I don't think this is an issue with him. However, in this one specific thing, um, and even that did not save me. Did not save me. I mean, it's yeah. Twitter. I mean, what did you? I mean, Des Bryant came after Nagler yesterday. I didn't like, see that. Oh, you should go back it's and look. Good. Like, it's he funny. He is hot it, there for sure because. Right. Uh, yeah, Des lost his damn mind. So it was pretty ah, funny. Man, I'm sorry, I missed that. All right, I have to go back and look. Yeah, you do because it's it's just ridiculous. Like all of a sudden, it, he says it's just not somebody that should be in the Packers locker room right now and wouldn't do anything for the Packers and and Dez lost his mind. <laughs> like he didn't even tag Dez in it and then all of a sudden I don't know who did but somebody someone sh- did. Yeah, yeah, somebody did it. Which also also that's don't, that's, that's a twin stop doing that stuff. Like you you're just bringing beef on like nobody needs yeah, to do that. Yeah, I that's it's a 
I don't, it's an annoying Twitter habit. That, I don't get it. I don't get like saying something like super negative about someone then tagging them. It's just, it's so ridiculous. I really dislike yeah. that. Look at the bad thing that somebody said about you. Yeah. Like no. that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So the, the three of us enter week three, like the Packers two and oh, everybody. Yeah. We have all three of us have packed your, have uh, predicted Packer wins. And Sarah is now going to start, uh, calculating all of this stuff for us because she wants to be in charge of it. So Sarah's going to be calculating everything out uh, as to who has the best score prediction as well. Right, Sarah? That's what you're doing? Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, cool. All right. That's on air. That is recorded. She is now in charge of Did this. Did you hear how she said it, too, with such conviction? Oh, yeah. She's, yeah. Really, she's really annoyed. She's really annoyed that she agreed with I me the last I was looking uh, down segment. at my phone to read the rest of the beef between Dez and Nagler because I only saw the first half of it and then I like was like, oh no. I'm too far in it. You guys oh, you guys make fun of me for watching movies and yet there you are on your little handheld phone But it's devices, related to the conversation. The it's related to the conversation. Huh? It was in context. Yeah, this is kinda too. <laughs> they're, they're, they're surrounding the girl in a cave right now. And she's got like one of those uh, cave axes. Cave access. Yeah, that's the technical term, I believe. Sure, I'm sure. I don't I I can have go on them. Amazon right now and be like, "Hey, can I get a cave axe?" T- type that in and see what shows up, Steve. You know what? Type it in, but not right now because we're professionals and we're recording. No, I have to do it now because this is just ridiculous. Cave right. axe. There's going to be something that's going to pop up, and I'm going to be really annoyed. <laughs> it. Oh man, yeah, you really are. You're nope, nope. You're screwed. You're screwed. It's like books. There's books that are popping up. No, that's what I meant. She's holding a book about about <laughs> That was my point. <laughs> well, then, well done, sir. Well done, because that's exactly what popped up. Nailed it. Done. All right. So, score predictions. Uh, both of us. Oh, sorry. All three of us. Three and two and zero oh right now. Uh, I have a feeling I know where this is going, but Packers versus Broncos at home, Lambeau. Sarah. Score me. What you got? 28-10 Green Bay. Ooh. Dusty. All right. So um, I'm going to talk for a minute because I have a good feeling about this offense. I feel like they're trending up. They looked better in week two. The Broncos defense is not uh, is not the level of either of the first two defenses they faced. Plus, it seems like LaFleur is kind of slowly unveiling more of the playbook in Rodgers, and the team is getting a little more comfortable, easing him into it. So I think uh, that the offense is going to look better anyway. And now I'm going to throw two quick stats at you before I get my score prediction. The Broncos, through two games, are scoring touchdowns on only 28.5% of their trips to the red zone. Slightly over a quarter of their trips to the, to the red zone and in a touchdown. Do you want to guess how many uh, how many touchdowns the Packers have allowed on opponent trips to the red zone this year? Zero. Big fat zero. A big fat zero. Combine that with the fact that Joe Flacco has only attempted two passes over 20 yards through the first two games. And there's only one for two on those. I'm going Packers 30 to 12. I think the Packers keep this streak alive. I think that Broncos offense is kind of a mess and they do not score a touchdown. They settle for, they get down there, but they can't close a deal and they settle for four field goals. So I'm going to go 30 to 12 Packers. I like it. if, If, if I am not mistaken, it is the two times that somebody has been in the red zone. They've picked off both of them. 
Yeah, well, the one of them was a well, – we had them this past week, right? One was a field goal, and then one was the pickoff because they had their – Oh, they did get the field goal. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is only touchdown, not scoring percentage, just touchdown percentage, yeah. Got, okay, makes sense. Now, all right, got it. Uh, for all of our gambling fiends right now, the spread is seven and a half, which – That's high. I, I do find that a little high for an offense that has not started clicking yet. But it's a home game. The defense has shown up, and the Broncos' offense has been so bad that I I guess I understand it. Uh, Gambling-wise, I don't uh, – with my score, I would say I'll take it. But, again, I'm not gambling on my score. So uh, I will take the Packers 24, the Broncos 14, and that will uh, take us to 3-0. and And I don't know why, but I have a feeling like – for the entire season, like we're all going to be pre- predicting Packer wins, like it, it, like in our minds, it will be sixteen and zero. I don't know about that. I think it depends yeah. how the season plays out. Right yeah. now, it's a Broncos squad, Actually, but that's like I was feeling optimistic the first couple games. They won both against tough opponents. The Broncos, not not necessarily. I take it back. Week, I take it back. The, the Kansas City game at Kansas City. Uh, there's no way I'm picking. Yeah, the well, and there's. I, I love them, but uh, we talked like a month ago about this stretch where they like go to Dallas, go to LA. So I, yeah. I don't see them winning both of those games. I, However, things that that in the earlier part, things are weirdly lining up for them. Like the Eagles that they that they'll play on Thursday, which we will have the game preview for, is they're they're freaking beat up. Yeah, and Deshaun Jackson looks like he's not going to be playing for that game. Um, when it comes to Dallas, uh, Michael Gallup is going to be out. Yeah. I believe one of their starting safeties is going to be out for that point still as well. So. I mean, it's lining up, but when you get to like that Kansas City and then another away game with the Chargers, like that's that's I think where we had talked as well about like that's where the hiccups could come. Yeah, for sure. All right, so we've all got some Packer victories predicted, and we have all discussed our closing thoughts beforehand. So Stare is not going to be stealing mine this week, which is outstanding. I appreciate that. Dusty did have a good idea where I should just go first and, and steal Sarah's, but I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because it would just get awkward. So Sarah, lead us off. What are your final thoughts for the podcast tonight? Well, I'm very excited about my closing thoughts today because I will be in Green Bay this weekend. We are going up for our family's annual trip to see a Packers game. So I'll be at the game on Sunday, which is super exciting. If you see me or you think you see me yell at me or something, not in a mean way, but definitely yell at me, get my attention. I'd love to see you say what's up. But we're also taking a detour on Saturday, and we're going to the Wisconsin-Michigan game, which is super exciting. I've been to Milwaukee and Green Bay a few times, but I've never been to Madison. So being in that game day environment, I love college football. It's going to be really exciting. And, yeah, so if you see me or think you see me, say hey. I'd love to chat with you, and I'm super excited to be, in my opinion, one of the best places to be. So that's my closing thought. I couldn't have copied Steve's thought with that because that was very unique. So hopefully I don't anger him this time. I appreciate you not stealing my thoughts, Sarah. That's very, very kind of you. I'm glad that you took your one-week suspension without hesitation. You just decided to leave us, which was very nice of you. So we had a good episode. We're glad you're back now and you understand your role a little bit better. So thank you very much for that. Dusty, hit me with your final thoughts. Uh, I've got, I've got a couple. So um, I've been doing 
you know, weekly articles over at Cheesehead TV and then also over at Packer Report. I've got one coming out. This episode comes out uh, Thursdays. I've got one coming out today that I'm really excited about that kind of highlights uh, four plays from uh, the Week 2 game that kind of uh, uh, delve into a little bit of LaFleur's illusion of complexity. You get kind of a mix of uh, doing the same thing offensively from different looks, but also running the same exact looks and running different plays out of those. So it's not an extensive look, but it is kind of a look at four plays um, that kind of play with that illusion of complexity a little bit, uh, which was a lot of fun. I enjoyed writing it. Um, so I'm, I'm hyped for that to get out. So that's going to be out uh, Thursday. Uh, my second final thought, I, I did a little bit of research for the defense um, and I'm just going to dump some stats. I'm going to dump some stats on you. So uh, the Packers defense pressuring really, really well. They're pressuring on 35.2% of dropbacks through two weeks, which is fourth in the league, which is really, really good. Um, Flacco has been sacked five times in two games. Now, Denver's pressure rate on offense, they don't allow a whole lot. They're like middle of the league, but still the way Green Bay's playing, uh, I think they should be able to get to him, which makes this next stat very exciting. Um, Flacco not under pressure this year. So the two games, not under pressure. He's completing roughly 74% of his passes, 98.8 QB rating, 7.4 yards per attempt. Hey, that's good. That's good. When he's under pressure, um, which the Packers do a lot, may I remind you, he's completing 58% of his passes, 74.5 QB rating, and 5.7 yards per attempt. That's bad. That's real, real bad. So if the Packers can get pressure, uh, Flacco will look bad, um, and they should get some chances for some interceptions, which is exciting. Um, On the flip side, my last thing, Denver only – this year, this is really weird. It's only through two weeks, so small sample size. But you think of that Denver, you think of that pass rush, especially with uh, you know Miller, Miller back there and Chubb. They're only and Chubb. They're only pressuring on thirteen percent of opponents' dropbacks, which is crazy. I mean, it's thirty first in the league. Aaron Rodgers through two games without pressure. Well, he's pretty good. He's completing seventy nine point one percent of his passes for our one twenty three QB rating and seven point nine yards per attempt. So, if the Packers could generate a pass rush, which I believe they can. And if uh, Denver cannot get one, which so far through two games, they haven't been able to get much of one, uh, Rodgers should have a day, and Flacco should have a pretty tough one um, in Lambeau. So those are my final thoughts. Um, man, I can't believe we're talking about week three already. This is it's exciting. It's a, it really is a, exciting. It's a 2-0 team. Like, that's a 2-0 team. Like, everybody was talking about, like, if they came out with one win against the Bears and the Vikings, everyone yeah. would have been happy. It would have been great. Like, we all been like, okay, well, this is working, and this is starting to work well. But, you know, Two and zero. This is uh, very, very exciting. And coming in with an zero and two Broncos team, this is—I mean, it's what you want. You. This is when you beat bad teams. That's it. You know, that's kind of what you want. So, mm-hmm. great closing thoughts, Dusty. I appreciate it. Um, I do have a question for your same look. Your article coming out. Is it like the first uh, series where they just went right down the field and there was the exact same play or exact same formation, exact same motion that they scored the touchdown on. Now that's two of them. Yeah. Okay. So you do All have right. the one that was the throw to the flat. And yep. then the other one, the, the one was the, the RPO to the left. And the other is just to come back with the screen to Williams that score the touchdown. Um, but there are two more that fit into that as well. I believe one came second or third drive. Okay. And the other one came in the fourth quarter. Um, so just, yeah. Few few things to look at, but yeah, that um that, that little sequence, I think they were separated by a single play, if I'm not mistaken. That little RPO to Jones on the left and then Oh, they were they were right, right they were uh, right after each other. Yeah, it was uh it, yeah, that was beautiful. It was legit. That like was all of a sudden he went in motion again. I'm like, wait, is this the Matrix? Am I watching this again? Or uh <laughs> Okay, cool. Well, cool. And then it went for a touchdown and I was all excited. So 
Yeah, it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That was kind of awesome. Outstanding. Well, uh, for my closing thoughts, we're going to have a little bit of fun. We are going to be doing a, <laughs> uh, a live taste test because I did grab the mystery Oreos. And Sarah and Dusty and I have all talked. Nobody's had these yet. So uh, for everybody listening, here you go. It's a fresh crack of a bag of Oreos, which, I mean, is there a better sound than that? Yes. There is? Yes. Yeah, you're probably right. There are a lot better sounds than that. That was uh, <laughs> that was pretty pitiful. I, I apologize to everybody who's listening to that. Um, grabbing first one and... Uh, by Dusty answer, I have to eat it and then move away from the microphone. So, Dusty, you have like two seconds. You can talk about anything and everything about your. Uh... Oh, talk about Jordan Rogers. Tell everybody about Jordan Rogers while I eat this cookie. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been doing a new um, video kind of markup stuff when I write my film stuff, and uh, one Mister Jordan Rogers contacted me by Twitter DM and BM also also BM uh, but DM as well. Uh, uh, today asking me what, uh, what program I use to mark out my videos, which I thought was insane because I've never had any interactions with him. Um, and that's kind of awesome. Um, but also it's, it's a program. I love it. Um, it's called clip draw. I'm using the basic. It's like 89 bucks a year. It's insane to me that someone who I assume has access to much higher, much like higher paying stuff. You can do a whole lot of stuff with that graphics, uh, that he's kind of curious about, uh, something like that. So, um, yeah, came out, came out of nowhere. Came out, I had no idea how to react to it. Mystery Oreos aren't good. I will give you that uh, heads up. They are not good. I mean, it's not bad, but it's, it's definitely not an Oreo. Like, it's not the. It's definitely not the original. So, if you can figure it out and make yourself fifty thousand dollars, that's outstanding. Um, I don't. Uh, you got any guesses, Steve? No, I'm gonna. That's coming to mind? I'm gonna need multiple. T- like, you, you're definitely gonna have to like have multiple Oreos, and you're gonna have to sit down and kind of really think about it. It's there's. I feel like there's a bunch of different flavors in there. So, if you guys have ideas of it, I would love to hear them because I've got a couple already, but I'm still it's still percolating in the mind a little bit. So, it's like oregano or something. Like what different flavors? Like it's, I assume it's sweet, right? It's at least sweet. Sweet, yes. It's but there's a. I feel like there's a little spice to it. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. So there's yeah. It, it's it. It's not full on like the the maple cream one, which is actually out in stores now. So you should be able to get it. I saw. Oh, okay. I saw the special releases. Like it was in Target, so you should be fine. All right. Uh, Which I I still maintain. I like those ones. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of weird. Kind of weird. I'm not digging it right now, honestly. But so that's the first part. Second part is I want to talk fantasy football for two minutes because. This is now the season of, especially with all these quarterbacks getting injured, this is the time when people are trying to do trades, and this is something that bugs me. Um, I We have a, a league that is Packaday hosts and some listeners, so it's really fun, uh, and I put out yesterday that I needed... I need a running back. Like I, I need one because I've got Leonard Fournette. Besides that, I've got nothing because I took a chance on Melvin Gordon, and Melvin Gordon is screwing me. So I need somebody. So I was like, you know what? I've got Antonio Brown. I've got Nuke, and I put a message out to everybody. I said, hey, you know what? If anybody's looking for a trade, I need running backs. I'll, I, I'm willing to give up Nuke. I'm willing to give up AB. Somebody, somebody hit me, hit me up with something. Within one minute, 
Maggie Loney hit me up and I was like, Oh, she must really, really want to want to trade. Like I was kind of excited. I was like, this should be something really good. This is my pet peeve in the world of do not try to get like the best person on somebody's team and then offer up two mediocre players. Like that's not fair. Like just because it's two players doesn't make it better. Because I got offered for uh, for Nuke. That was the guy that I offered up. And she threw me Matt Burita, which, okay, he's a he's mid-level running back. I asked for running backs. That's fair. And Rashad Penny, who is a backup running back to the to Chris Carson. So, and this has happened in all, multiple leagues. I got another one for Mark Andrews and another Yahoo league that I'm in. Like, they're, like trade season is fully in effect in fantasy football. And as much as I love all the trade offers, don't be that guy. Don't be that guy that offers just two mediocre players. And you're like, well, it's two people. So they'll make up for the fact that I'm offering it up for the number one wide receiver in the NFL. No, that is not the case. That is not the case. Don't be that guy. Offer fair trades. Don't try to screw people over. Oh, it's fantasy football. You're going to try to screw people over. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. So we will be back next week. This should wrap everything up. Sarah is muted because we don't care about her anymore, and she screwed up all of our audio. So, (coughs) ah, Dusty, you just did it too. It was a laugh. It was a laugh, and that was for Sarah. That was in in Sarah's spirit. Oh, she's giving us the peace sign. No, thank you very much. Her prayers, prayers, prayers. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, Sarah. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure, as always, to check us out on Twitter at Packaday Podcast, at Sarah Kelher4, at Dusty Evely. Uh, what's your all 22 one, Dusty? Oh, um, all 22 talk. Okay. So, all 22 talk. And at Steve Perhatch, I just throw out random nonsense. Dusty is the one you want to follow for all the, the good Packers content, I for sure. Uh, that killed you to say that. That killed you to say that. I mean, let's be honest. It's true. It's true. Like, I don't throw out any content. I throw out stupid-ass takes that I have, like, you know. You throw out, like, legit videos. You throw out, you know, breaking down things, which is it's so much. Honestly, I hate to say it. It is fun to read. I love I love seeing that. I love seeing the videos. They're a lot of fun. Sarah puts out. I don't, I don't know what Sarah puts out. She puts out weird-ass stuff. So, if you want to follow her, do it. <laughs> Look at her face. Ah, nobody can see her face, but look at her face. It's out there. really taking advantage of this, Steve. I'm not looking forward to the fact when we unmute her when this recording is over. Like, I'm going to get yelled at, but. Oh, no, I'm just hanging up as soon as I <laughs> Oh, that's a good idea. We'll just do that. We'll do that. Okay. Uh, But thank you guys for listening. We will be back uh, after a Packers victory over the Broncos, and we will have a game day preview for the Eagles. So we're excited for that. Uh, If anybody has any Oreo takes, make sure to hit me up with whatever the hell this mystery thing is because I've got no clue right now. Um, But, again, 2-0 Packers, soon to be 3-0 Packers. We will talk to you next week Thursday. As always, Go Pack Go!
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.